I think this is about, about composition, about combination with the space and natural environment, also like a feeling of the space, atmosphere of the space, how we can trigger the feeling of the people to, through this natural element, to be connected to the context, connected to the city. Listening to Design in the City, a podcast about the ways we can use design to make cities more livable and lovable. This podcast is a Resite production, and Resite is a global nonprofit acting to improve the urban environment, both on the stage at our events and off. This is Alexandra Siebenthal, and I will be your host. How do you bring modern architecture into the future and connect humans with nature? That is the question Yosuke Hayano, principal partner for Mad Architects, brings to the table when the studio approaches any of their projects. This is a bottom-up dynamic that informs the projects in which nature and the needs of the community shape the built environment, as opposed to an individual creator. It's something they cultivate at every scale. Mad Architects is creating a vision for the future city. As they've put it, they've been committed to developing futuristic, organic, technologically advanced designs that embody a contemporary interpretation of the Eastern affinity for nature. During our interview with Yosuke, we examined how they are able to create that vision through a journey for people to meet that nature through architecture. Yeah, I'm Yosuke Hayano from Japan, uh, principal partner of MAD Architects based in Beijing, China. So we are architecture design firm to try to push architecture, contemporary architecture design with the notion of uh, Asian point of view. So we do uh, have a lot of uh, different projects inside and also outside of China, uh, including uh, many different uh, typology from museum to residential to the airport, also like a sports facility. But like a key part, uh, key point for our project is how to create a space uh, for the people to connect to the nature. Yosuke and Mad believe that in the process of development in contemporary Asian cities, the logic of the unique connection between nature and humans has been distorted on the way. Prague is a far cry from Beijing, so we are curious about Yosuke's take on the city through that same lens. I think this is uh, my first time to be in Prague. Uh, also the first time to be in this Czech Republic. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite it's a great opportunity to meet very diverse, different uh, discipline of people from all over the world uh, coming here to discuss about how city can create new space for the future. And uh, listening to the, the people's, different people's talk, also talking to each other, and that gives a lot of uh, inspiration for us to think about how to work in this historical city. While they are known for their exquisitely monumental projects, such as Harbin Opera House, Absolute Towers, or the Huangshan Mountain Village, perhaps their idea is communicated best on a much smaller scale. That emotional connection is illustrated in an installation designed by the studio as part of the Chigo Tsumari Triennale 2018. It is called the Tunnel of Light, and it is found at the Kyotsu Gorge Tunnel in Japan. The tunnel itself offers sweeping panoramic views, overlooking a valley formed by hardened lava rock and the river that runs through it. 
This art festival was unique in the sense that all of the projects utilized the existing landscape, blending where art or architecture ends and nature begins. Yosuke discussed the ideas and intentions that helped them reactivate a space with their installation during his presentation at Resite. Thank you. 
In an age where social media has changed the way we connect, Yosuke captures fleeting moments that allow us to connect to something physical through a more permanent form, architecture. During our interview with Yosuke, we dug deeper into how MAD fosters that emotional bond between the elements at play and people. I think that one project uh, I also show at uh, my talk is uh, one art project in Japan. It's uh, part of the, the art festival in Echigo area. The project was to renovate the tunnel at the one canyon area. This tunnel was made to create kind of viewpoint for the visitor to see the canyon from the side, from the end. But like they are losing kind of tourists, also losing kind of attraction for the people. So that's why government wanna do something to reactivate, to regenerate the attraction and they ask for the art festival to do something. Then we did uh, the project to actually to transform whole tunnel to be kind of journey for the people, for the visitor, to meet nature in different way with different elements, like wind, water, metal, kind of thing, to have different space for them to react with different their emotion and feeling. I think that uh, uh, was quite interesting challenge, but uh, as a result, uh, this tunnel got five times more visitor compared to the year before. I think that makes a lot of new, like young uh, visitor for this area, also for this community. That's why who is living in this area was telling the government, saying they are very happy to see how this atmosphere of this area is transformed by this project, bringing lots of positive energy on the lots of young people to come to see their area, their city. I think that was kind of a very interesting feedback to see for us. We're curious about how MAD measures a project's success. I think it's successful, but also it's on the process because we're still keeping having conversation with the local government, how we can improve or how we can keep this space as kind of special space for the people to meet nature with different feeling. When we think of bringing nature back to our cities, the first thought is usually to plant more trees and create more green spaces. But Mad Architects believes we can take this a step further, integrating the subtleties of nature to not just stimulate one's senses, but to integrate it back into their lives. I think to feel the nature, you don't need to be relying on putting trees or more green kind of thing, but a little bit small element, or like a little bit small like water surface, can remind like a nature, sense of nature for the people. I think this is about, about composition, about combination with the space and natural environment, also like a feeling of the space, atmosphere of the space, how we can trigger the feeling of the people to, through this natural element, to be connected to the context, connected to the city. I think that's more important. I think that's it's quite difficult to find out uh, the method, but I think that's how we're trying to push our project. At Resite, we've been speaking a lot about regeneration and what that means today in terms of how we move forward in building and rebuilding our cities. We continued our conversation with Yosuke about what that term means to his studio. And I was thinking about the meaning of regenerate in the last few weeks. I think that regenerate needs something existing 
then then create or regenerate something more than that. I think that's why it's very important to see the history of the space, history of the area, or like a culture, tradition, then carefully observe to find out the potential, then bring back to the future with uh, the people. I think that process is quite inevitable because society is changing, people's life is changing. That's why urban space requirement is also changing. That's why we architects have to go out to see the reality, to see how people react to the space, what kind of lifestyle they have. Then we're going to use our imagination creativity to bring kind of memory or history back to the future in a different way. I think that's called regenerate for us. Mad Architect's vision of a futuristic city that remains congruent with nature is best embodied in the term sunshui, the Chinese word for the kind of harmony found between human beings and the natural environment, and something that informs all of Mad's developments. Although the idea of re-establishing a connection with the environment might sound retroactive, in Mad's understanding, it doesn't contravene the advancement of technology. I think now we are uh, living in very critical moment because of uh, this information technology, uh, the change of this technology, also way of living in, in city is also changing. It's a bit similar right after the Industrial Revolution, which brought a lot of different people come into the city to create a lot of different social issues. So I think now we might need to observe well how this new technology or how this new way of life is making impact on our industry, architecture, and urban design, then we should have kind of clear vision how future of the city can be the space for the people to enjoy, to live together, instead of like suffering from daily life, just only work and live, but like this place belongs to them. With urban planning being very linear, Hayano advocates for the interdependency of the built environment and the life responding to it. A large part of architectural work is envisioning what the future will look like, sometimes a generation down the line. He uses a specific example of a neighborhood in Beijing, detailing the daily life he observes and how it connects with the space. Hayano makes the case for how much these spaces influence our lives, how we connect with the world and each other. I think Beijing, uh, uh, one of the inspiration I got, I think many people talk about this, is uh, the futon. It's all like a downtown area. There's a lot of uh, house putting together, then sharing kind of uh, the street become part of their life space. So if you go there in the morning, you see many kids running, or they're having kind of breakfast at the outside. In the daytime, many elder people come out with chair, then talking to each other. Then in the nighttime, it's very different atmosphere as well. So how people use urban space as part of the stage of their life, it's very attractive, it's a very active way of using uh, urban space. I think this is kind of very difficult because we don't have any logic or methodology how to create this kind of space with our project. Because like a new project, new urban project or architecture project is coming from different criteria. Some about efficiency, some about square meter, some about more economical uh, aspect. But we don't have any logic or approach how to keep or create this kind of new urban space in the future. So I think this is quite 
inevitable for us to discuss how we can evaluate, how we can talk about this beautiful urban space made on the history, but still not only about keeping it for the future, but how we can create a new kind of urban space in the future, which can make more active urban reaction for the people living there. Also to be a very characteristic space for the city itself. Climate change is something on all of our minds these days. We asked Yusuke how he sees the problem, and his answer is not surprising. We will not solve this alone. I think uh, architecture has many aspects, like uh, structure, uh, design, or so on, so on. But this environment is the design, it goes beyond architecture. I think like, uh, we, that's why it's quite difficult to do something for environment from one architecture. But I think this is a very big topic because in China, we know it's lots of uh, climate problem, lots of air pollution as well. In Japan as well, we have a huge typhoon coming every year, destroying the community, destroying the building as well. well we all know, we are all aware of this. It's not uh, normal. We have to do, we have to take action about how to adapt, how to stop this. But also this one, I think we need the core uh, with different disciplines, not only about architects, but we have to work with the scientists. We have to work with uh, the politician, also urban designer, also educator. About, I think it's really necessary to have kind of vision how future of the city can deal with this issue, deal with this uh, climate change in different way. Then we have to bring this one back to the inch professional to implement into their daily work. When we think about regeneration, we think about it on every scale, in terms of our cities and ourselves. Before we wrap up, we asked Yosuke about how he regenerates himself as an architect and the value it holds. I think for, uh, for me, as an architect, it's very important because we are here because we have passion, we have belief on architecture, but to keep it, it's very difficult because most of our job, our work, is to solving problems. But I think like this coming to this new place, like att uh, attending this kind of conference, to see something different, it just really helped me to regenerate this passion, to do something for the future, to make the world of tomorrow a better place. Yosuke Hayano, the principal partner at MAD Architects, reminding us all about the importance of nurturing that relationship we humans have with our natural environment and how it can be facilitated through design. We, after all, are part of that nature. If you are curious to learn more about Yosuke, MAD, or stay up to date with our latest projects, all the info can be found in this episode's description. Join us as we dissect these issues with guests like Ravi Naidu, founder of Design and Daba, Thomas Heatherwick, founder of Heatherwick Studios, architecture critic and founder of McMansion Hell, Kate Wagner, Wallpaper China's Yoko Choi, and many more. 
This podcast is brought to you by Resite, the global nonprofit acting to improve the urban environment and organized as part of the project Shared Cities Creative Momentum. You can find more talks, stories, and information about upcoming events at Resite.org. Become involved with the Resite community through our various social channels or by joining our newsletter. All links can be found in the show notes. This podcast is produced by Radka Andrachkova, Matije Kostu, Adriana Bielakova, Gil Cienfuegos, and Polina Rio Buca. It is directed and hosted by myself, Alexandra Siebenthal, and recorded and edited by Little Big Studio.